And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zammett. Back after a little layoff last week. Now, first and foremost, I will apologize for that. Uh, it was a slight, let's say pretty extensive technical issues. Uh, I ended up short-circuiting the house uh, with my phone on the charge during the night. Uh, the phone completely blown up, um, still kind of ironing out, trying to get that actually fixed as we speak been sent over to Melbourne, it's been here, there and everywhere, uh, been an absolute disaster show. So thus, I had all my notes, everything ready to go on that one. Um, but unfortunately, that went out the window pretty quickly. So nevertheless, back this week um, with an old phone in hand that's going to serve the server job. Um, hopefully next week, I'll have all that ironed out, touch wood, it all goes according to plan. Uh, but nevertheless, the show does go on. So appreciate you guys tuning into this one. And even despite somewhat lesser content during the week, I'm continuing to stay up to date with all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok for everything regarding the NBA and the NBL, uh, which is certainly an exciting time for the aforementioned NBL, given its playoff basketball time. Tassie Jack Jumpers clinched their spot in a semi-final matchup versus the Perth Wildcats um, starting next week there. Very, very excited to say the least, um, but certainly the NBL is ramping up as well. On today's show, though, speaking of playoffs, the NBA playoffs really aren't that far away. Now, I'm a firm believer in diamonds are made under pressure. So today I thought I'd take the opportunity to highlight I've got four here, four written down, either teams slash players that are under the most pressure going into this year's playoffs. Uh, Certainly looking forward to getting into it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Would love to hear your thoughts, what I got right, what I got wrong. Um, Keep the conversation coming. As I always say, I love talking basketball, so um, be sure to hit me up on the socials there. Let's not stand on ceremony. Let's get into things. I'm going to start firstly with the Boston Celtics. Now, they've easily been the best team within the league all season long. If they were to flop this postseason, I think it would go down as arguably one of, yeah, probably one of the biggest disappointments in postseason uh, in recent history, should I say. Given the squad they've got, they are so well-rounded both defensively and offensively. Probably the most talented team in the NBA you could certainly make a case for. And they're most likely going to have the best record going into the postseason. There are no excuses this season. With the roster they have, at the very least, they have to be be making the Eastern, or winning the Eastern Conference. They've taken their lumps over the last couple of years. You could certainly put it down to probably that core, Brown, Tatum, you know, being on the younger side, but they're well and truly established stars within the league now. Um, you can't kind of keep banging on about that, about that age factor. Now, I think for them, as I said, winning the East is a must. May not feel like it at the moment, given that they're just cruising along pretty comfortably, but I think they're going to head in with a heap, a heap of pressure. Now, with the Bucks and multiple other teams kind of nipping on their heels, they're certainly going to have their work cut out for them in the East. Um, as I said, the Bucks, namely Philly with Embiid back, are certainly dangerous. The Cavs are certainly, uh, they've been on a bit of a dour note as of late, but they're a team still to be feared, as are the Knicks when at full strength. Um, there's other plucky contenders like the Pacers there roaming around. The Heat are certainly not to be discredited, given their run last season. It's not all going to be smooth sailing, but I think they are well and truly the front runner within the East. So, um NBA title is the goal. 
Eastern Conference champions is a must. Uh, and with that comes a lot of pressure. So I think the Boston Celtics are certainly going to be uh, feeling the heat going into the latter stages of the season there. Moving ahead, I've got Kevin Durant. Now, for a couple of reasons, I think KD has a lot of pressure going into this season's playoffs. He forced his way out of the Warriors, went to Brooklyn and created arguably one of the, on paper, the biggest, uh, best three combos in league history uh, with James Harden and Kyrie Irving there. It didn't work out at all. Uh, To be honest, it probably couldn't have gone much worse in regards to actually getting them all on the court at the same time. KD's foot wasn't so big in that series against the Bucks. Who knows what would have happened, um, but that's history. He then moved to Phoenix, where they've been in and around the mix, haven't quite crossed that hump over the last season or so, but with the cast assembled around him this season, the expectation has to be a championship. They didn't sign Bradley Beal, Grayson Allen, just for the purpose of making a deep run but falling short again. 35 years of age, he's certainly not getting any younger. He's in the latter stages of his career has undoubtedly been one of the most influential players of the 21st century. That's a given. If you say otherwise, you're joking. Now, you might not like him. You don't have to, I guess, you know, enjoy watching him, but you can't discredit his resume. Currently ninth on the all-time scoring list. He'll certainly finish higher than that. He's a 14-time All-Star, four-time scoring champ, a league MVP, and two-times final MVP. Currently a two-time NBA champion as well. Already considered a great to the game. That's undeniable. But clinching that third title, I think, would just elevate him into that top tier or two of NBA players in history. Uh, it's a pretty elusive club. And certainly for him, in terms of building his legacy, legacy and cementing it, this might be his best chance before the curtain closes on what's been a tremendous career for KD. Um, but as I said, with Booker, KD... Nurkic, Bill, Grayson Allen, that starting five is lights out. There is probably no better opportunity for them than this year, I think. Um, so a lot of pressure on on the Suns as a whole, uh, the ownership, you know, everyone involved with the organisation. But I think KD, in terms of cementing his legacy, you know, he joined the Warriors. They were a made team already. A um, couple of titles there, no worries. He's kind of, a lot of people have turned sour just on him based on the way he's gone about things. But this could be an opportunity for him, as I said, to cement his legacy, cement his place within the all-time greats of the game. Uh, Chip number three would be a tremendous effort there. So a lot of pressure on KD this season. Third, I've got a little slash one. So I've got Doc Rivers slash the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, aside from the Celtics, within the Eastern Conference, the other contending team is the Bucks. Uh, you can look at Philly, but with Embiid on the sidelines, they certainly drop down a tier. The Bucks are the other front runner there. And to be honest, it's it's probably not even the fact that they acquired Dame Lillard in the offseason that's put the pressure on them. Part of their pressure has come from the fact that they fired head coach Adrian Griffin only months into his tenure. I thought he was doing a pretty respectable job. They hadn't certainly clicked or were firing on all cylinders, but he was doing a commendable job there. But they offloaded him, as I said, a couple of months into his tenure to make way for Doc Rivers to come in and essentially save the day. The early, you know what I find funny, just on a little tangent, in terms of sport, it happens in every sporting code around the world, um, whether it's basketball, soccer, AFL here in Australia, whatever the case may be, when things go awry, 
It's not it's not the players. They're the ones on the court. They're the ones who are making things happen who actually cop the blame. You know, it, it's the coach is the first one, first and foremost to get fired. And certainly some of the time it's probably warranted, but not all the time. A lot of ownership has to come back on the players. But that's a slight different tangent there. It doesn't have too much to do with Griffin and, and Rivers there. Um, but in terms of Doc Rivers, the early returns across the regular season weren't great. Across his first 10 games with the franchise, they were three and seven. Uh, a little bit better as of late. The hope, I guess, there is that these are just kind of growing pains and somewhat of a, a learning curve with him coming into the franchise. Uh, but again, even before Rivers came in, they they had been inconsistent this season. That duo of Dame and Giannis um, hasn't quite been firing to the extent we thought it would. But again, with those two at the helm, you certainly can't discount them. You would be a fool to write them off. And I, I certainly see the Bucks as a team to be feared in that postseason. I would love to see a match up with them and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. I reckon that would just be must-watch TV. Uh, but they do have pressure. As I said, partly in fact of getting Damon really going all in on that move, but also offloading Griffin and bringing in Doc Rivers. Doing Making that sort of move comes with expectations that it's going to bring results. And the result they need is an NBA championship, so a lot of pressure on them as well. Fourth and finally, guys, I've got the LA Clippers. Now, this is a, t- a team that has time and time again fallen short in the postseason throughout the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George era. Admittedly, due to injuries, that certainly played a big part within that. But I think this is probably their best chance of winning the Western Conference. The Clippers are certainly, they've been their best version of themselves since they acquired that early season move of James Harden. Uh, Kawhi PG been relatively healthy all year long. And over the past couple of months in particular, they've looked like a team befitting of champions. Playing with a great swagger, a great energy, consistently performing and consistently staying healthy. As I said, that's the key. Um, For me, with the way things are going, this could potentially be a make-or-break moment for the Clippers. With where things are currently poised, Paul George hasn't signed an extension as of yet. Uh, there's a lot of rumblings about potentially going back to the Pacers or OKC there. Um, and also within that, James Harden will also need to be re-signed during the off-season. So it really becomes quite a clear picture in mind that if things go awry in the postseason they could potentially blow this up. Um, As I mentioned, one of their best chances, I believe, with the way things sit in the West at the moment, I don't have a lot of faith in the Minnesota Timberwolves, despite leading the Western Conference as it currently sits. I don't believe in them in the postseason. I think the Thunder are absolute quality, um, a fantastic team, and I've said it so many times over the last probably 12 months, they're going to be an incredible team over the next decade. I think they're still probably maybe next season away from being genuine, genuine threats. Uh, Denver and Phoenix will certainly be dangerous as well, but the Clippers should be really banging on the doors of winning the chip this season. And as I said, if not this season, I think it could be um, potentially blow it up. There's a lot of rumblings. Um, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being in LA. Uh, a lot of money being forked out there. So they are probably the team under the most pressure, I think especially a track record of losing over the last couple of seasons. They went in on Paul George and Kawhi. Um, A bit of pill to swallow, you could argue, if they don't get a chip when you see what SGA is doing there in OKC. You know, this is 
This is the guy they gave up on to get Paul George. And if it doesn't reap any benefits in the form of a title, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking like a pretty lopsided trade at that point, this one. So, guys, there you have it. To recap those four players slash teams under the most pressure heading into the postseason, I had the Boston Celtics. I had Kevin Durant. I had the Milwaukee Bucks slash, slash Doc Rivers. And I had the LA Clippers there. There you go, guys. I would love to hear what you think, what I got right there, what I got wrong. Um, as I said, a little bit of a quicker episode this week, just due in part to the fact that, um, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> technical issues are still kind of plaguing me with this current phone. Um, hopefully we'll be back. Social media will be back fit and firing again next week. Um, nevertheless, in the meantime, be sure to keep the conversations coming via all of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok as well as subscribing wherever you listen to the show, whether you're watching this one on YouTube or listening via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other leading podcast providers. Certainly appreciate you guys continuing to rock with me, getting to that pointy end of the year. You know, basketball, as I said, across the NBA and the NBL here in Australia is ramping up. Um, I love it. The content is nonstop at the moment. I, you know, I'm, I'm a basketball nutty, so I love consuming content. So this time of year, uh, fantastic for me. Guys, I will leave it there for this week. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a tremendous week. Enjoy everything from the NBA and the NBL as the playoffs kick off there. And I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Till then, take care and have a great week, guys.